The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And a very pleasant Sunday morning. I'm Mark Segrist. Pleasure to be with you. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Uh, we're joined uh, by advisors uh, Brian Wickert and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickert. And if you have a question or a comment, it's really easy to reach us. Just give us a call at our familiar text line number, the Acunet Mortgage and Text Line. It's 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, great to be with you again this Sunday morning. Oh, on a nice hot summer day in a hot real estate market. If you go to that open house, you're going to know if the AC unit's working. That's right. A good day to go and look <laughs> at that open house or to go out and see a home. That's a good point. You don't need a home inspector for that. Indeed. Either it's working or it's not. Hey, on today's show, let's get started with the uh, latest in the Federal Housing Finance Agency home <laughs> price index numbers. Be still, my heart. Well, you know, this is going to tell you uh, exactly how much home prices are up. And, David, why is the FHA home price index better than the uh, real estate numbers we talk about, the median sales price. Because it measures the same house against itself when it changes hands years later. That's right. So it's, it's a paired sales analysis that's called. It's kind of magical. I don't really understand exactly how it works, but let's just say it's way better than the median sales price numbers that we get from the MLS data because that doesn't correct for the size, number of bathrooms, quality of the homes that are selling. All sure. right. So uh, here, uh, we're going to turn this into a little game as usual. I'm going to give you the fastest appreciating homes. This is for the first quarter of 2018 versus a year ago, and they are in order. Racine at 8% price appreciation. This is the metropolitan statistical area for each of these areas. So Racine up 8%. Oh, guess why, Dave? Because it had further to go. Well, that and Foxconn, you know, people uh, are start that that is already starting to impact, and that's Racine County. Okay. Uh, Oshkosh Nina at seven point seven percent, Sheboygan at seven point two percent home value appreciation, Appleton, Wisconsin at seven point one. I throw in the markets that we lend in, so Naples is up seven point one. So there's Na your Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida. Yeah. So of those guys, Mark, we'll start with you. Which of those five markets are still under? The high water mark from 2008. Racine, Oshkosh, Sheboygan, Appleton, Naples. Uh, I would say, hmm. I'm first. I'm first. I would yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, first. okay. I would say Appleton. Okay, Appleton. Good guess, David. I you told me before, but it's Racine and Naples, correct? That's right. Racine is still 6.5% um, below the high-level value mark from 2008. So in other words, if you bought a $200,000 home in Racine in 2008, it is currently worth $187,000. Mm, okay. So still not quite back up. And then Naples, uh, if you could find a $200,000 home. That home does not exist. It might uh, it's now back to 165, so they're still 17.4% below the high-level mark. Milwaukee, our largest uh, market, is up 5% from a year ago, and we are now uh, $200,000 house at the peak in 2008 is now 202500 
Huzzah. So we just barely made it back over the edge. Okay. Um, other interesting markets here, Minneapolis, St. Paul, up 6.9 from a year ago. And they are uh, up 5% over their high water mark. Madison, they are up 14%. So a $200,000 home is now worth two twenty-eight, um, And they are up 6.4% year over year. The healthiest market in Wisconsin relative to the high water mark. Anybody remember what it was last time? Uh, Janesville? Uh, they are rocking it at, uh, nope, they're up to 209. So if we're using that $200,000 benchmark for the high water mark, they're up at 209. It is La Crosse, the oh. La Crosse Analeska La Crescent Metroplex over there on the oh. Mississippi River. Metroplex. Your yes. $200,000 home in 2008 is now worth $237,000. Hmm. So, you know, this is all about our good friends, supply and demand. Yeah. You know, relative to existing uh, housing. Now, you will get some new homes in this Federal Housing Finance Agency number. And the reason is that there are new construction loans that do end up getting financed by 30-year fixed-rate loans, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Okay. Uh, in fact, we've got a, a, situ a situation, a offer in progress, let's call it, with one of our good uh, real estate friends on a new construction spec home. You know, that's where the builder has built the home and there's not, they didn't build it for a specific person. Sure. Right? They built it on speculation that they would be able to sell it uh, when it's done. And in fact, um, so I want to tell you that story. And then I also was on the WBBM noon business hour. That's a Chicago all news station. Yeah. 780. And you can get that up here in Milwaukee. Talking about the latest new construction uh, home sale figures that came out this past week. So let's tie a kind of a bridge or a ribbon around, oh, the existing market versus the new market. I've got the story and the numbers when we come back from Sound, our first break. Sounds interesting. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show right here on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Music by The Neighborhood, performing on the Uline Warehouse stage. At Summerfest, all the famous artists want to play. Your introductions to your show this morning, Brian and David, so... Oh, yeah. They, they've Absolutely. heard about you guys. They know you're the best. They want to perform on your show. <laughs> By the way, we do have a caller when you guys get a chance. I know you have a, a, a meaty segment right now, but uh, Victor has a question right, for we'll you when you him. get a moment. Absolutely. Victor We're calling ready. from Pewaukee. Victor, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, so I, I have a six-bedroom house, and uh, it's not a palace. It's only 5,000 square feet, but still six bedrooms nonetheless. And uh, I was curious, you know, I'm thinking of putting on the market and wanted to get your take on how demand for houses of, with that number of bedrooms is going right now out in the suburbs. Okay. And what's the price range do you think you're going to start at, roughly? Uh, I'd like to go over 900000 Okay. So you are dealing in uh, thin air, I'm going to call it. So in general, when you look at the Milwaukee metropolitan air, uh, area, I would say the meat of the market where most home sales take place and there's the greatest demand is between 200000 and 500000 You start getting above that mark, you know, and you certainly get above 750 and the number of buyers who can afford the home or choose to afford shrinks. 
that's right. And so then, um, you know, as as to the six bedroom thing, you know, the people who actually need that many bedrooms is really narrow. Uh, is there any kind of like an in-law suite or is this just straight up six bedrooms? Uh, yeah, one of them is an in-law suite. It has its own kitchen and stove and fridge. Okay, so so that's kind of accounts for at least one of the bedrooms. So, and is that that is that below grade, like in a basement level? That is, yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's not going to get counted in the actual bedroom and, and bathroom count anyway. So I'm going to say no better time than right now. But you are not going to get multiple offers on the first day that your home is on the market, and you might start out. You know, it might take you six months to market that home. Um, if you need the name of an excellent realtor that can really help you assess what's going on, leave your name with with our, our producer, and we will um, get you a name of a realtor or two who could really help you best gauge that market and get you the data you're looking for. Thanks for calling into the show today. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Hey, David, you had a com- you're welcome. Hey, David, you had a comment about the um, home price appreciation. Well, it just... Uh... Congratulations to all of us. You know, values have gone up. What can I do with that information or what can I do about that? You know, you you commented on if metropolitan areas have come back to the peak. The good news is during that time, you've hopefully been paying down your mortgage balance as well. So you've been driving the equity downward on what you owe. and Driving the balance down, driving the equity up. Right. And so now is the time if you have opportunity now, you've got that equity you want to take advantage of. You know, extract that equity on a cash out refinance to finally redo the kitchen or uh, combine a first and second mortgage together. Yeah, maybe you already did that home equity line of credit to do the kitchen three years ago or whatever. <laughs> You've been and waiting now, for the value to come yeah. back a little bit. And now is the opportunity to, p- to put those two together. Correct. I did do just another calculation on the cost of waiting. And one of the questions I got asked, we were going to talk about the WBBM news hour that I was on and the interview I had. They asked me, so, Mr. Rickard, what's going to happen with interest rates? And I said, well, <laughs> I don't employ an economist. Uh, but the big outfits like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac do, and so does the Mortgage Bankers Association. And looking out into 2019, uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association is calling for the 30-year fixed rate to get up to about five and a quarter. Don't know if it'll happen because, like right now, and we'll cover the rates at the bottom of the hour. Um, you know, rates are lower because the stock market is way down. Uh, but let's say that you know uh, we go from 4.625, which we could do today. Uh, and I'm looking at buying a $200,000 house with 10% down. Uh, your payment with taxes, uh, property taxes in there of a certain amount, blah, blah, blah. Let's call it $1,350. If you wait, uh, you know, a year or into 2019, and rates do go to five and a quarter, and the house appreciates by, I threw in 6%, yep. your $200,000 home will now cost 212000 your payment will be $150 higher. Why? Because you're borrowing more money. At a higher interest rate. At a higher interest rate. And we are. I'm, I'm also figuring the property taxes will go up concomitantly. Uh, although, you know, theoretically that would happen. Con, so maybe we should, con what? Concomitantly. Oh, yeah, man. That's a $5 okay. word. <laughs> Did you know that one, uh, Mark? Concomitantly? I just wanted to ask you, can I write that? Would you spell that for me? I want to make note of that oh for the next gosh. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll look that up and make sure I use it right. All right, so uh, when we come back, we're going to get back to the uh, topic of new construction and a couple of stories around that when we come back. 
And you are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Music by Pat Benatar, BMO Harris Pavilion, Milwaukee Summerfest. Brian and David, back to you, and we have a caller when time permits, gentlemen. All right, so we're talking uh, new construction, and and uh, so I was flattered that WBBM, the news station in Chicago, called up to get comments on the construction department's latest new home construction numbers, which they announced on Tuesday, I believe it was. 689,000 new single-family homes were sold in May. Well, the first thing I did was a little research before I went on. That's good. And I learned that that is like the sloppiest government statistic I have ever heard of because the plus or minus on that figure, are you ready? Just 14%. (laughs) So so that means that what could have been as low as 592,000, could have been as high as 785. And yet, folks, that is just a reminder that whenever you hear a statistic quoted in the press, you know, think to yourself, hmm, I wonder how accurate that is, because this one ain't very accurate. But here's the underlying fundamental um, uh, thing that I pointed out. Uh, builders are building more homes than they were at the bottom of the market. You know, when the bottom fell out, like in 2011 and 2012, builders were building less than a half a million homes per year. And by the way, when I say 689,000, that is at a seasonally adjusted annualized rate. Back in the heyday, like in 2005, 2006, 2007, builders were cranking out over a million. They were selling over a million homes a year. Now, here's the fundamental underlying demographic. There are 1.1 million households being formed every year because what's happening, David? Everyone is graduating from college and forming their own households. That's right. Millennials are coming into their prime here. The largest generation alive are millennials, I think. Yeah. Hoorah. And uh, yes, because you is one. Yes. Chief Millennial uh, Loan Consultant, David. And and so these people are, are, are forming families. They're getting married. They're having children and so on and so forth. They're moving in together, whatever. And so you have this 1.1 million. Now, it turns out David challenged me and had a good question. What about multifamily housing starts? So I quickly just looked that up on the last break. And if you take single family with multifamily, meaning rentals, the builders are constructing about 1.1 million units, but only 700,000 of those are for people to buy, you know, and live in, okay? So you have this gap of available housing, which is one reason that home prices are going up for existing homes, right? Right, Because we sell about 5 million existing homes in America per year. Wow. That pretty much dwarfs the new home sales. For sure. Okay, and... um, We've got a situation going on. Oh, by the way, the four L's that uh, construction companies talk about that are driving up the price of new construction are labor. Yep. Someone's got to swing the hammer. Really hard to find skilled labor and carpenters right now in particular, I hear from my builder friends. Number two, um, lumber. Lumber prices are sky high. Uh, I think they're up like 25 or 30% from a year ago. (laughs) Good to be a tree farmer. Uh, yeah, good okay. to be a yeah yeah tree uh, Menards. Sure. <laughs> okay. Number three is the legal cost of um, permits, permits, and all that. And the and the uh, third one is uh, land. Land is really expensive. Sure. 
Okay. And land isn't usually expensive in southeastern Wisconsin. So what's interesting in southeastern Wisconsin, by the way, different than other parts of the country, there was a news article in the Wall Street Journal about Lennar, L-E-N-N-A-R. They're the largest home builder in America, and they're doing well, but they're concerned about rising interest rates as well and the cost of lumber and labor and land and legal costs. Yes. Um, but they're, they're doing really well. And in most parts of the country, folks, you, like, go to the builder, and they finance the construction of the home. You pick out a few custom items near the end of the process. Sure. Like, I want this carpet and this, you know, granite and, you know, a few little things. And then you buy the house when it's finished. In southeastern Wisconsin, that is not the way most homes, no, most new construction gets done. In southeastern Wisconsin, you go to the bank and you get a construction loan that's essentially a giant line of credit. Yes. And then you contract with the builder to build the home, but you are, you put your down payment down first, and that money gets paid to the builder to get started. And then you start drawing on this construction loan or line of credit until the house is completed. And you're only paying interest on that construction loan during the course of the construction period, which is typically a year. And then at the end of the process, you um, start making principal and interest payments. And by the way, most all the construction loans I know of in southeastern Wisconsin, which are typically handled by banks, are adjustable rate mortgages, where the rate's fixed for either three, five, or seven years. So when we come back after the break, let's take that construction caller, if he's still on the line, he or she is still on the line. And then I've got another uh, new construction-related story when we come back after the news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Rick Springfield performing on the U.S. Cellular Connection stage at Milwaukee Summerfest. Brian and David, a pleasure to be with you this Sunday morning as always. Uh, Tom Thank from you. Brookfield is on the line and we'd like to tap into your expertise. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. How can we help? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I recently pulled a, a land permit and a building permit on a new construction single-family residence uh, built to sell, and it has an exposed basement. We are planning on just roughing in a bathroom and leaving the rest a blank canvas along with the rear patio. Do you advise that to let the new homeowners do as they wish, or do you prefer we finish it? Well, I think it's way more marketable if you finish it, you know, okay. because that's a, that's that just sets you, uh, you know, apart from the rest. What do, if you don't finish the basement? What are you thinking about selling it for? Uh right around three twenty nine ish. Okay, yeah, I think in that price range, you know, some people are going to have the money to finish it; others are not, mm -hmm. and so okay. you know, in general, yeah, the trend over the last. Yeah. I was just wondering if Go we ahead. would get, uh, you know, if we would reap the rewards from it, you know, if it doesn't comp out with the uh, houses in the neighborhood. Um, well, you know, you what do you think it's going to cost you to finish it out? What do you think it'll cost at least to, you know, put up drywall and put that uh, put that bathroom in? Uh, we didn't even estimate it because we really weren't planning on it. So, okay. Well, um, you know, take a stab at that. Mm -hmm. You know, appraisers are are giving finished basement square footage value right. at about 20 bucks a square foot. Okay. Okay. 20 to 25 bucks a square foot for basement finish. So, you know, if it's, how many square feet is it? 1800. The, the okay. So 1800 times, you know, 25 bucks a square foot is 30 some thousand bucks. If it costs you less 
to do it costs you less than that to do it, then I'd go ahead. All right. Okay. So good. It's good same question. With, same, Thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. You bet. All right. So um, my other construction related story is we've got some uh, buyers who have an accepted offer on their home and they are now in the process of negotiating with a builder to purchase a newly constructed spec home. Cool. But the problem is that, um, you know, labor is in such short supply that they're not going to be able to get the yard seeded and graded, right? That's kind of like the minimum that you're hoping for when you buy a home. And not A plus or B minus, just the shape of the lawn is grading. That's right. Yep. It's called finished grading. There's the rough grading where you kind of like knock down all the gnarly hills, and then you have the finished grading, you know, maybe uh-huh. you want to slope it here and there. Sure. Put a berm over there. A berm. Like okay. Um, and then the other issue is the um, patio, which I'm taking to, this has been discussed via email communication, so I'd, I think they're talking about a cement patio as opposed to a wooden porch. Oh. Um, but in either case, you know, those items aren't going to be ready, apparently, by the time they want to close. They literally don't have the people to get Correct. it done in time. Correct. They can't, you know, everybody's in such short supply. Sure. And so the question has come over, well, you know, can we hold back money um, so that we can include those items in the purchase contract? And the answer is... Because they want those items for value. Correct, for value, and then they want to be able to finance that. Sure. They don't want right. to... Well, like your guy with uh, Tom right now, the Correct. basement the stuff, basement. it's like, you got to pay cash That's if you right. can't finance it. That's right, after the fact, right? right. If you, yep. So can we hold that back? I, you know, I'm going to do a little bit more research because those rules keep changing. But in general, you can only do a holdback for something if it's weather-related. Now, could you argue that... Well, it's winter, it's February, you can't put a new roof on. And you, or you can't put it in a lawn. Right. Right. But I have had in my memory, in my long memory, I do recall a case where we did do a holdback on new construction for lawn installation <sighs> because it was so wet. Now, you know. They couldn't just wait five days to dry well, it out or what? you know, it was okay. that and that everything was behind. So that's a possibility. But my other suggestion to these folks, and then David and I were brainstorming on this too, was, well, what if we could uh, have the appraiser do the appraisal, take take those items out of the contract, the lawn and the patio, take right. them out of the contract, uh, put them on a separate, you know, like bill of sale or things that the builder is going to do after the purchase. And what if the place appraises out okay without those items in the in the price? Because great finished grading isn't all that material to the value of the home. You know, and I'm not, I, I've asked them to give us uh, information on what the costs are for those things. And cement's not cheap, just by the way. Like pouring gold, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so we so we got some work to do there, and and you know it's always a good idea, and people want those things included in the price because then you can finance them. But in general, when you're talking about thirty-year fixed-rate financing that's going to get sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, we want the stuff done. You know, at the time we close on the loan, because um, unfortunately, if we have to take the house. Back, back from you, right, we right, want right. that cement to already be done. Right, which is why if we are able to do an escrow holdback for that, we will escrow at like 120% of the bidded price. So we'll let you know next week what answer we detail, come up detail, with. Detail, detail, detail. That's right. It's all about the details. All right, when we come back, what are we going to talk about? Ray Roundup. Oh, yeah. We've got to give you a scoop on what's going on with interest rates. We'll do that when we come back. And this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. 
important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Dave Matthews Band performing American Family Insurance Amphitheater at Milwaukee Summerfest. Hey, for the entire lineup of our daily acts at uh, Summerfest, just go to the WTMJ.com website. The keyword there is Summerfest. You know, it was nearly a, a party 26 years ago in the making. WTMJ excited to announce its first ever Brewers Classic broadcast. We're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the Milwaukee Brewers' dramatic 2008 win against the Chicago Cubs securing the team's first playoff appearance since 1982. You can hear it right here on WTMJ, July 18th at 6 o'clock right here on WTMJ. Brian and David, back to you for more great information. Hey, uh, question. Are all those intro or get-back music, those are people playing today at Summerfest? Uh, today and the uh, throughout the festival, yes. And once again, the oh, important thing the to know is it's for the daily lineup, entire lineup, just WTMJ.com, keyword all right, Summerfest. I'm gonna... You're going to go see Dave? I'm going to check. Well, no, 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 because, like, Pat Benatar, I mean, when I was rocking out there, gigging out with the magic (laughs) rock and disco band in the the late 70s and early 80s. There are pictures. I have them. Yeah, Pat Benatar, she was was still around then. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not gigging out, but she is. She must be, like, 70. You can look that up for me, David. But anyway. Great rockers Uh, never die, but gentlemen, they just go on playing great music, don't they? That's true, and I have seen Paul McCartney now like three or four times. She's there 65. She's only 65. That's young. Paul is 72, 73. Yeah, Paul puts on Sir an unbelievable Paul. show. Anyway, let's back to this topic at hand. So uh, before we tell you where interest rates are, let me tell you where the big three uh, mortgage industry folks think they're going to go. Can I, go ahead. I know they give their predictions. I just Economists, it's just like one degree above witchcraft. David, is my David, pessimistic. David, you are <laughs> cynical at your young age. Of course. All right, so Freddie Mac uh, predicts that mortgage rates are going to average about 4.6% this year, and then next year in 2019, they're calling for 5.1%. All right? Mm-hmm. And when Freddie Mac talks rates, that's always with about a half a point. Uh, one point is 1% of the loan amount, so a half a point on a $200,000 loan is $1,000 of extra cost in addition to the regular hard cost appraisal closing title credit report and uh, then Fannie Mae is on the low side they're calling for 4.9 through the end of 2019 and the Mortgage Bankers Association is calling for five and a quarter by the end of 2019 all right so that's so as David says who knows for sure let's talk about the reality of where did we end uh, mortgage rates this week and remember they're pretty good compared to the climbing that we had uh, oh, over the last four to six weeks, mm-hmm. they've tamped down a little bit. And the reason is that the stock market in general over the last three or four weeks has been taking it in the knickers due to all this um, fear of the trade tariffs and all that stuff, which is maybe another reason why lumber prices are up, by the way. So on a $200,000 30-year uh, fixed rate loan with 25% equity and all the other right stuff, low overhead Acunet could deliver a 4.5% uh, interest rate with an APR of 4.58. That's because you'd have to pay us a half a point, uh, that extra $1,000 to get there. And um, then if you wanted to pay only $784 of total loan costs, 
So remember, Acunet Mortgage does not charge an origination fee. That's our lowest closing cost commitment right there. There you go. That's a good way to say it. <laughs> um, our, our actual loan costs are typically only $1,188, and that just is stuff that we got to buy in order to make your loan. The appraisal, the That's credit That's the report. lumber of your mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no markup on that. Most of your banks now, and even a lot of credit unions, will charge at least a $500 either processing fee or they'll call it sometimes a flat origination fee. Uh, we believe that our friends uh, at the nation's largest lender are charging nine ninety five, just like an admin fee. <clears throat> you know, that's in addition to any points. So anyway, at 4.625, that's no points, $784 in total cost. That includes the appraisal. The APR is 4.67. And then we could still deliver the trophy rate of 3.99 on a 15-year fixed if you were willing to pay a half a point. And that makes the annual percentage rate 4.15%. So rates are still pretty darn good. Hard to believe it's time for another break. When we come back, I got the leftover appraisal story and also some reminders for divorcing people uh, right after this last break. And this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Music by Greta Van Fleet, performing at the Briggs and Stratton Big Backyard Milwaukee Summerfest for a complete lineup of today's Summerfest talent. Just go to WTMJ.com. The keyword is Summerfest. And the keyword for great information as it relates to mortgage and realty matters is Brian Wickert. And you got a great wow. story for us. Not enough, not enough O's in the word smooth there. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about uh, appraisals. I, I kept talking about that last week and never got to this last one. Um, okay, so two things to say. We did close on our tri-level purchase. We talked about a few weeks ago. That did close this week. David? Go ahead. I, I have the number you're oh, looking for. Oh, yeah, the number for. I'm looking for. Okay. But um, the situation there that's always frustrating to tri-level owners and, um, and buyers is is that on that lowest level, which has real living space, mm -hmm. they were getting gypped, and I agree with them, on the price per square foot that the appraiser chose to use for that lowest living area in the tri-level home. And after I researched that relatively exhaustively, the appraiser did not have to use the square footage for basements, which is what he or she chose to use at that really low $20 per square foot adjustment level. They have a broad discretion. They could have said, you know what, even though this is a lower level living space, I'm not going to use $20 a square foot because the finishes are just like it's upstairs. And it was gorgeous, by the way. He or she could have chosen to use $35. But in America, folks, in our current mortgage industry setup, appraisers are right next door to Supreme Court justices. They have a lot of power. Yeah. And if they don't want to use, you, we can't tell them what to do. We can only ask politely things like, could you please comment on how you derived the, you know, square footage for this finished lower area mm -hmm. and provide compare? You know, we can try to torture them with additional questions. But ultimately, as George W. Bush would say, they are the deciders. And so mm -hmm. uh, so what they say goes. All right. So now we talked about the one lake appraisal that we have going on where it's really tough because there are no comps and the comps that the appraiser are using. He has had to make huge adjustments, and the issue is it's new construction. It's literally a teardown on a lake, and now they're going to sell it. Hmm. Well, most people, when they do a teardown on new construction on a lake, they don't sell. 
they live in it. Right. Right. And so this is unique, but we are going to get that done by having a second review appraisal go out there, and then it's going to be the lower of the two appraisers, and we're going to get that thing closed. We just don't know what the value is going to be. The second one is on a really, as your mother would say, David Darling, Lake Home in Washington County. That first one was in Sheboygan County. So, by the way, it was really hard to find a review appraiser. Mm -hmm. And the turnaround time is slow because there just aren't that many yeah. appraisers in Sheboygan County. Um, the other one's in Washington County. And the deal on that is um, that it's a one-bedroom, one-bath. Super darling house, but one-bedroom, one-bath. And so I've told everybody... You know, super strong borrowers, but, you know, we could get hung up uh, in going back and forth between the appraisal review department and the appraiser. Like, well, give us a one-bedroom, one-bath comp. Well, there might not be any. Yeah. Or they might not be as nice. And so then they're going to ask them to comment on the marketability. So stay tuned. We'll let you know how that one turns out as the weeks unfold. Speaking of... Um, getting married, uh, your mother, David, and I are... Uh, are going to be celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary tomorrow. You going to make it? I think we're going to, if we stay in separate rooms for the rest of the day, <laughs> I think we have the highest. No, it'll be fine. And uh, what were interest rates, David, in 1983? July, I've got it here. Freddie Mac survey, July of 1983, 13.43% if you paid 2.2 points. Ouch. <laughs> Let me just say, if we go back there, that's going to be really... I'm going to be working on my Starbucks skills. Okay, yeah, that'll be really hard. And I did look up the median sales price in America of a home was $75,000 way back in the day. <sighs> yep, so okay. long time there. So happy anniversary, honey. I know you're not listening, but in case you want to listen to it on the... Uh, but if your friends are. On the recording or your friends or anybody like that. Yep, 35 years is a good long time. It only seems like 30. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> It's good. Good. It's gone, gone fast. Okay. Uh, and, and then divorce. I have the tip for divorce people. Wow, what a segue. That, you know, it's all, I'm trying to sew it together. Okay. I'm trying to be as cool as Mark <laughs> with this segues. And my advice there is I got a couple people who are trying to buy homes before their marital settlement agreements are done, and you just ah. can't do it. Nope. Okay. The solution in the one case we've been working on for a while, and I think they're going to go forward with it, is we're going to actually have the divorcing person's parents do a cash-out refinance on their primary residence, thus making our divorcing client a cash buyer. We're not even going to put her on the loan. Yeah. And the reason we can't is because uh, we don't know what her obligations might be. You know, maybe she's going to end up owing her ex-husband $10,000 a month. That We happen to know that's not going to be the case, but when there's that big question mark of, we don't know how this thing is going to turn out. Right. Divorcing people are on the sidelines. I have a very well-to-do, uh, high-income uh, producing person who wants to buy a condo. Well, his MSA isn't final either. And it's like, I don't care how much money you earn or how much you have in the bank until we know what you are going to have to pay out either per month or in a lump sum settlement to you know move ahead and become unmarried, we can't uh, lend you money. Sounds like the details matter. The details matter, David. So if you're in the market to buy a house, guess what? You need a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval from your friends at Acunet Mortgage. You can get started with one of those by giving us a call or clicking on the blue button. You'll find both of those at Acunet.com. And why not take advantage of this dip in rates, this unexpected little dip in rates we're having here? Get going while the getting's good and uh, lock in a fixed rate while you can. Thanks, Mark. We'll see you again next week at the same time. And congratulations to you, sir. Best wishes to everyone in your family. That's wonderful.
WTMJ News Time is 10.58. Uh, Brewers baseball coming up at 11.35 right here on WTMJ. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Accident Mortgage and Accident Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.